Welcome to the Immunet ACR 2020 Highlight Podcast, a place for sharing and reviewing a fine selection of oral communications and posters presented at this year ACR Convergence Conference. If you are too busy to read the Immunet newsletter and would like to have the best of it summarized, this podcast is exactly for you. My name is Diego Benavent. I am a consultant rheumatologist at Hospital La Valle, Madrid, Spain, and I will be your host in this episode. Let me guide you through the highlights selected by Immunet Working Group members. We will start by reviewing some contributions in the field of basic research. Exploring the role of ACPA antibodies in rheumatoid arthritis, Kronzer and co-authors identified several fine specificity ACPA associated with subsequent risk of rheumatoid arthritis associated interstitial lung disease. Examining 84 RA-associated interstitial lung disease cases and 243 RI controls without interstitial lung disease. Especially, filagrin 4865 C2 cyclic was strongly associated with increased risk for incident rheumatoid arthritis-associated interstitial lung disease, with a multivariable odds ratio of 3.08 per each log transformated unit with 95% confidence interval of 1.63 to 5.84. Results suggest that fine specificity ACPA biomarkers may have utility in RI-associated interstitial lung disease prediction. Another well-presented area of basic research were investigations on the role of synovial fibroblasts in RA. Cunningham and co-authors identified distinct differences in synovial fibroblast subsets in RA seen synovial biopsies compared to psoriatic arthritis, or PSA. PSA and RA synovial tissue cell suspensions were analyzed for specific synovial fibroblast subsets and metabolic markers by flow cytometry. Specifically, podoplanin plus CD34 minus C1 plus synovial fibroblasts were increased in RA compared with PSA. Feierstein and co-author presented preliminary data on a novel technique for multiplex immunofluorescent imaging on RA patient synovial tissue biopsies. Using barcoded antibodies and repeated cycles of reveal image remove of the engineer secondary proofs, the authors were able to visualize 20 markers and identify immune and fibroblast cell subsets under distinct location at the inflamed joint in RA. Moving on to clinical research in RI, there have been several interesting contributions. Amuchari and co-authors performed a meta-analysis of six, seven studies, including 742,246 RI patients and reported that the global prevalence of RI between 1980 and 2019 was uh, 460 per 100,000. This number is two times higher than the estimated RI prevalence of 0.24% by the Global Burden of Disease Study in 2010. Roger and co-authors discussed the importance of subclinical synovitis detected by ultrasonography in patients with arthralgia when decided on treatment strategies. They conclude 
that replacing clinical arthritis by subclinical synovitis to identify RI introduce, uh, introduces a high false positive rate from 44% to 89%. Niasodeva and co-authors explore the performance of pharmacogenomics-driven machine learning approach in predicting response to methotrexate treatment in patients with rheumatoid arthritis. They showed that a machine learning algorithm based on pharmacogenomic biomarkers, demographic, and DAS28 score predicted the response of methotrexate more reliably than a model without pharmacogenomic information. Moving on to the spondyloarthritis section, familiar aggregation in rheumatic diseases in general and spondyloarthritis in particular is another very interesting area for research. Kahn and co-authors showed in a follow-up study analyzing the period of more than 30 years that the relative risk of developing radiographic axial spondyloarthritis in siblings and children of patients with radiographic axial spondyloarthritis is very high, particularly in HLA B27 positive relatives, and can reach 16.9%. Understanding factors contributing to radiographic progression in spondyloarthritis is also one of the focuses of intensive research in the area. Podobny and co-authors presented their data on the German spondyloarthritis inception cohort, GSPIC, showing that the use of selective cyclooxygenase 2 inhibitors is associated with inhibition of radiographic spinal progression in axial spondyloarthritis. 266 patients with axial spondyloarthritis were included, half of them with radiographic form and 50% receiving cyclooxygenase 2 selective inhibitors. For each radiographic follow-up interval, patients on selective cyclooxygenase 2 inhibitors were those with the least progress on the MSAS score. The grid exposure the greater the structural protective effect. Regarding psoriatic arthritis, Audat and co-authors presented a systematic literature review of 27 registries including more than 16,000 patients. The study showed that data collection in PSA is very heterogeneous, reflecting the lack of an international consensus on outcome measures in PSA stressing the need to define a core set of feasible and practical outcome measures for patients with psoriatic arthritis. In systemic lupus erythematosus, after decades without novel licensed therapeutic options in the management of the disease and having been frustrated by multiple negative trials, there is growing excitement with recent successes. Leading the way, presented by Worth and co-authors, were the results from the TALIP trial of anifrolumab, an interferon-1 receptor antibody which has been demonstrated to be effective in the control of lupus skin manifestation as defined by an improvement in CLASI. Regarding vasculitis, there was a number of significant news relating to therapeutic options. One of the best examples was an interesting study in which Egan and co-authors presenting data showing the efficacy of mepolizumab, an anti-EL5 monoclonal antibody in eosinophilic granulomatosis with polangiitis. There have also been multiple advances in imaging. Polacek and co-authors evaluated the sensitivity and specificity of ultrasound and x-ray as compared to magnetic resonance imaging. 
as gold standard in 100 psoriatic arthritis patients. Ultrasound and magnetic resonance were found to have a good agreement for inflammatory changes, and ultrasound, magnetic resonance imaging, and X-ray resulted to have a very good agreement for chronic structural lesions. The performance of 18 fluorodesoxyglucose positron emission tomography was assessed by Sanchez Bilbao and co-authors in a cohort of 30 large vessel vasculitis patients treated with tocilizumab. They showed that a tocilizumab treatment was effective regardless of the extent of fluorodesoxyglucose vascular uptake on the baseline positron, positron emission tomography CT scan with a P of 0.47 and 0.96 for intravenous tocilizumab injections and treatment with concomitant methotrexate, respectively. In osteoporosis, Cosman and co-authors summarized data from four randomized controlled trials analyzing bone mineral density changes in osteoporotic patients treated with romososumab prior to or following an antiresorptive. Treatment with romososumas first produces substantial bone mineral density gains at the total hip lumbar spine within one year, and subsequent transition to a potent antiresorptive can augment those gains. There have also been some important updates in the field of crystal arthropathies, especially regarding diagnostic techniques. Singh and co-authors examined the diagnostic accuracy of dual energy compute tomography in comparison to ultrasound for the diagnosis of GUT. Compared to the gold standard of synovial fluid monosodium urate crystal positivity, authors conclude that fit or knee dual energy compute tomography had the best overall accuracy statistic for the diagnosis of GUT. In the area of rare diseases, VEC and co-authors identified 28 patients with a new auto-inflammatory syndrome, called as VEXAS, standing for vacuoles, E1 enzyme, X-linked, autoinflammatory, and somatic, related with somatic mutations at P.MIT41 in UVA1 gene. In addition, it was reported that organ and tissue involvement such as fever 92%, skin 88%, pulmonary infiltrate 72%, and chondritis are common. This is the end of this episode of the Immunet Postcard. We hope you like our selection of the finest abstracts of the ACR conversion 2020. In our newsletter highlights issue, you can find even more highlights, including sessions on autoinflammatory diseases, pediatric rheumatology, and health professionals in rheumatology. You can also find reports on Immunet activities, such as an overview of the mentor-mentee meetings and some impressions from the e-networking event. Also, take a look at the list of the top 10 abstract of Immunet members in ACR 2020. Immunet is starting a call to join the social media campaign, Wear a Mask. The aim of this is to raise awareness for the need to wear a mask and follow social distancing to slow the infection rate of COVID-19 and flatten the curve. Join us in this campaign. Share a picture or video of yourself wearing a mask on Facebook or Twitter do not forget to endorse official immunet account and use the hashtag wear a mask and tell us why you are wearing a mask and why you find this important. We would also like to remind you that Immunet has a YouTube channel 
where you can find videos with interviews with Paper of the Month winners, experts, group leaders and more. Immunet is very active on social media, so please go follow us on Twitter and Facebook to keep being up to date with educational content and research opportunities. Stay safe and have a good start of this coming year. See you in the next episode and thank you for your attention.